now, Mr. Uh, oh, excuse me, Lord Scarbladder. You and your horde of orcs are gonna find these catacombs most sufficient for your needs. If you'll just uh, follow along there on that non-repo blue enumerated floor plan I've provided. But you see, there are 33 main chambers, five secret corridors, and a particularly nasty passage into the Underdark. Did I mention that the previous owner's gonna leave behind his carrion crawler? Yes, yes, it's all very nice. But do I really need eight different pit traps? I'll lose half my goblin hirelings before the first adventurer ever steps foot into the place. Well, think of it as a uh, lackey incentive program. Oh, so those damned magic mouths are never alcove? Well, that's the price you gotta pay for security. And, and this maze section. Do you really think that I want to get up and work through that every morning? It could be model. Do you know what it's going to cost? To replace those iron maidens alone in Hey, don't sweat it, don't sweat it. You know what? I know some people. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Hi, this is Bob 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 Vila. And now. It's time for the show, this old dungeon, the show where grognards go to get their grog on. Between the two of us, we're gonna get a lot of stuff done. Or he kicks my ass. We're gonna be awesome. Featuring your hosts. I'm Briggy. I'm Thomas's wife, and I'm the noob. Somebody here call a carpenter? Uh, this is Thomas, husband to Briggy. And uh, let's see, I work for a library, I write, I draw, I paint, I do all of this, but none of it very well. The truth is, I can always find games, though. This is Lou Alvin. I could charitably call myself a game designer and game publisher, but definitely a veteran role player of 35 plus years. We work on it the rest of the night, we get it together. We can do this, right? There's no way in hell we can do it. Hey there, Dungeoneers. This is Lou Lou. Yeah, it's another one of those one-off episodes where it's just me. Yeah, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Don't, don't hit stop. Keep it playing, please. Let's just have some time together. Just you and I, huh? Briggy and Thomas, they'll be back. It's been, I know it's been forever since we've had a regular episode, and I apologize for that, but uh, things have been rocky uh, a lot of transitional stuff going on between myself and uh, uh, Briggy and Thomas. And then, uh, this is no secret, it's out on the internet, but Thomas's mother passed away. And, and my goodness, she was just a sweet, sweet lady. Uh, I remember Thomas, uh, man, that dude, he, he's taken care of his mom for a very, very long time. Recently, I had to move her to a home. Anyhow, I just I remember so many fond memories of playing games at his house. And, you know, we're all adults, but it's just like when you were a kid, you know, and your, your friend's mom would come down to the basement with, like, you know, punch or whatever and see what you guys were up to and chat with you all and all this. So God bless that woman where wherever her soul's at right now, out in, in the space beyond. And, uh, you know, it, your, your thoughts and prayers are probably most welcome for Thomas and Briggy as they kind of deal with that. So, uh, nonetheless, ah, the show must go on, right? So I'm going to put something out there just so you realize that we are not dead, that we are still uh, flush with plans to 
entertain you with all sorts of renovations of all sorts of adventures and we do have some things lined up i also depending on how long things last here i've, I've contacted a couple special guests and uh, they've uh, they're kind of getting their schedules together to see if they can uh, guest host with me to get some content out there uh, that way thomas and briggy can have as long as they need or uh, if they can come back sooner we'll have you know a, a extra voice here on the uh, this old dungeon podcast <clears throat> anyhow sorry about that Getting choked up. Souza, Souza. Uh, let's talk about gaming. Uh, so gaming, gaming, gaming. Uh, recently in gaming, I participated in the virtual Game Hole Con. Uh, for those of you that don't know, that's the convention put on by Alex Kramer, one of the probably most prominent collectors of RPG memorabilia. Um, so Game Hole Con is kind of the Chicagoland area. Uh, we're going to go into high detail on that. That's what's going to take place during the This Old Dungeon segment. But that's, that's where I've been for gaming. Um, also, uh, i got to pimp my own product. Dare Luck Club, I can officially say it's a publication. Uh, you can go to drivethroughrpg.com and you can pick up a copy of the Quick Start Rules that are part of a adventure pack that's called Haunt House. Haunt-House is how you would spell that. Anyhow, it's uh, it's the, the rules for the game as applied to some pre-generated characters. So it's just, just the rules you need to play. And then uh, an ad- a set of adventures, three of them, that are set around the same Haunted House map. It's out in PDF form right now. Hopefully by the time this gets published, we'll be just about a week away from having the availability of you to uh, go out and buy the physical print copy of it from DriveThru. Uh, there's a little bit more to that process. You have to get proofs, and then you have to okay the proofs. And uh, right now I'm waiting for those to arrive. So I uh, got that going on. The Kickstarter for the full-fledged rulebook. Uh, that's going to hopefully hit on uh, December 7th. I'm trying to get that page public here by the end of the week. Anyhow, things are just snap, 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 uh, moving along on that. So that's my life in gaming for the last uh, couple weeks here. And let's move on to the next segment. Go and tell your master that we have been charged by God with a sacred quest. Real quest. So Grail quest. Uh, there are a lot of things that I've got on my mind right now as far as what I want to do, what I want to get and accomplish in gaming. I'll tell you right now, uh, let's go into physical books. friend of mine, guy that's been a real good buddy, been helping me out in this whole navigating the roads of uh, publishing RPGs in 2020, uh, Levi Combs. Okay, now this, this dude, he runs a game company called Planet X Games. They make these just amazing modules for different, uh, I mean like 5th edition, but they also got some stuff coming out for Swords and Wizardry and some other um, systems. I think DCC, I heard he was working on some stuff for DCC, if I heard right. Anyhow, these games, uh, they are just, they're, they're the kind of games that uh, make for a great night of gaming. Um, he, he calls them grindhouse style. In my mind, they are games that simulate some of those really, not really trashy, but um, cheaply made, but fun nonetheless horror movies of like the 60s and 70s so anyhow he's he's got these games that he publishes he does most of it through kickstarting and uh the thing is that you know when he kickstarts them he's got so many copies and most of the time i mean those dudes pretty much sell out uh through the kickstarter as is um so a lot of this stuff has not been in print for a little while and he just recently got a reorder of all of them and so man tell it to my wife if you see her on my christmas list i want the Occurrence at Howling Crater, which is this kind of almost like reimagining of uh, the Barrier Peaks module 
where there's it's kind of set in a fantasy land, and there's a UFO that's crashed, and there's all this horrible, horrible stuff that uh, kind of rolled out of the UFO, and the people that live around this crash site, um, there's some really inbred, scary individuals, uh, kind of kind of paralleling with the movies like, uh, you know, what do you call it, uh, the, the Hills Have Eyes, I think is the one I'm thinking of. So it looks really cool, and honestly, I'm going to take it, I'm going to file down some of those serial numbers, and I'm going to run it as a, a Mutant Crawl Classics game, I think. And then the other one, uh, this one's still uh, to be printed, uh, the Kickstarter ended, and the, the fulfillment of it's just here in December, but uh, Skullcano Island. Yeah, you heard me right, Skullcano Island. Um, so this is... Uh, like a Kairu sort of thing where like there's this whole island full of these oversized monsters and uh, it, it, to me it's riffing a little bit of Isle of Dread and uh, you know your explorers on this island uh, riffs a little on the King Kong Skull Island thing obviously um, so you're there you're exploring there's these dreaded monsters there's natives uh, there are hidden uh, ancient devices that were being used to, to hold back some of these monstrosities and it is definitely kind of a in-game sort of campaign stopper where you play this and then that's you know the big finale I think maybe not I haven't read it I'm just guessing by the way it's set up I don't think you come back from this and return to normal gaming but maybe I don't know um, but it, it's this is actually like a thick uh, hard-covered book it's it's you know almost on par with what uh, Wizards of the Coast is doing as far as I mean this is like a whole campaign setting this is uh, you know days and days of gaming with multiple islands and multiple scenarios uh it looks just beautiful i mean he, he always has the best artist man i i got good artists uh, if you you know i if you have done art for me i love the art you've done for me and i'm not you know saying that his art's better than the art that i'm getting but i'm just saying that the art that he gets is top shelf uh so uh for those of you that want to check that out um do the guy a favor do yourself a favor more or less uh, you, you need to go look at Planet X games and pick your out, pick yourself out something nice. All right, I'm done shilling for people, uh, but that that is truly my uh, my my holy grail. Uh, what I'm looking for is to pick up some of those books here um, coming into the winter months because I'm hoping for a big return to gaming anytime now. You know, I keep hearing these little whispers of uh, vaccines, and even though I'm not going to get one. Uh, I know there are people out there that are uh, in condition so that they got to really worry about Corona. So I'm glad that maybe those people can possibly be safe and we can return to some, some human interaction here. Beyond that, uh, another thing I'm thinking of, Holy Grail-wise, a lot of podcasts I've been listening to lately, ironically, are hitting on the same drum. And that drum is Game Science. So Game Science is a company that really at the dawn of RPGs was putting out things like, man, it was like a submachine gun, man. They were just throwing out crazy stuff and seeing if it would stick to the wall. Um, the, the latest one that is fresh on my mind, uh, Space Patrol, okay, is one of their games, and it was being reviewed by uh, Save for Half. And uh, there's multiple other ones I've been listening to recently, other podcasts, that is, that have talked about different game science games. They are... Uh, they're very primordial uh, in nature. It, you know, those rules that are really kind of rough, a lot of looking things up on charts. Um, the production quality is like, you know, typewriter on page, mimeographed kind of thing. But again, these are early on, dawn of the of the uh, hobby sort of things. And I am just, I'm very curious now. I've never actually read any of the game science materials. 
played any of the games or anything. And I'm so curious. I want to get my hands on some of them and check them out. More than that, I've heard that they are still a thing. That uh, Game Science operates out of Kentucky, I think I heard. And uh, they're still publishing. So I kind of want to hook up with some modern stuff as well and just see what they've done with themselves. I mean, to think of a company that's actually been, you know, consistently producing material for the last, what would that be, uh, 20, uh, that's like 50 years of gaming almost. Uh, I guess more like 40 than 50, but still. Um, that, that's just that evolution of, of style and, and design. That fascinates me, man. So Game Science Games, I'm coming for you. You're on my Holy Grail list. All right. Let's see what we got in the mailbag. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it's from. My opinion is letter writer is a total wacko. All right. For our mail segment, I got to jump back to a letter that we got. Uh, let's see. Do I even have a date on this? It's looking like it was into September. So, uh, you know, we're only a couple months behind, folks. No big deal. Um, actually, I'm going to probably reread this when we have Thomas and Briggy on here because some of it pertains to them. But I just, I, I feel bad because it's been so long since I touched on this. And I, I told the gentleman I would read it on air. So, uh, Jonathan Kurtz, I'm throwing your letter out here. But again, I'll throw it out probably the next episode Thomas and Briggy are on so we can all kind of jive in on it. Um, so he writes, couple of compliments first. Thanks very much, Thomas, for explaining the tournament rules. I've often heard of them, but you're the first one to take the time and explain what they are and how they work. Interesting stuff. Good work, Briggy, on getting equal time with the boys. The first couple episodes leaned heavily on them, but you've really started to hold your own on the last few. Oh, and one more. Thanks, Lou, for the cool after-show comments on the last episode. It was fun going a little deeper. Suggestion. How about some photos on the Facebook page? I think your Legion of Fans... <laughs> oh, boy, Legion of Fans. We've got this guy snowballed. Uh, would love to see the faces behind the mics. Maybe something gaming or at a convention. And finally, I'd love to go into the uh, Gangbuster games, if you don't mind, playing someone who's basically a noob, and if we can work out the time zone challenges, we'll get it done. So again, that was a while back. We actually got a chance to play, not only with Jonathan, but with his uh, cool son, and we had a good time, but we didn't get to play Gangbusters. Um, it was kind of things have been really busy, so Thomas like, man, I you know I really want to go on a deep dive on that. Uh, he's got a, a pretty intricate kind of it's not really a one-off scenario, but a a short campaign like a a couple sessions campaign that he's putting together, and he doesn't want to you know the guy's an artiste, right? Okay, he doesn't want to just throw something out there. So instead, we played DCC. We played one of the opening games uh, from the. The mod or the uh, the rule book there, the uh, portal under the stars. Those of you that know it, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's a great one, fun little opener. Um, so we played that with them, had a good time, learned uh, the rules a little bit better. Uh, it's been a little while since I played the DCC, and even though MCC is quite a bit like it, the character kits are a bit different. So kind of I played a thief, which I never have played for DCC, and kind of picking through some of that was interesting. At any rate. Uh, Jonathan, we will get you in that game of Gangbusters, and it is coming. We will get it done. I know I'm making promises here, and it lingers and it lingers, but we will get there. Meanwhile, we got one other letter. Let's see here. Where did you do? All right. Anthony. Anthony writes. Uh, he says that uh, coming off the show with the Slavers and Giants series, he, he has been wondering 
about campaigns, especially lengthy campaigns. What is the longest campaign you've ran or been in? So, uh, you know, th this is kind of something that, that's always of great debate in gaming uh, circles. Can a long campaign sustain itself? Is it worth it to, as a game master, put in the, the footwork or what have you to, to design a long campaign, to put forth a detailed campaign world, knowing that about 8 out of every 10 games die. You know, 8, eight out of every 10, you get a few sessions in and they putter out. Now, some of you, God bless you, have gaming groups that have been going on forever and ever and ever. And boy, do we all feel jealous uh, uh, jealous of that. But uh, that's not typical, right? Typically, uh, you tr finally get a group together. This person you met at work, that person you talked to at the library, and this person you met online. And it goes and it goes, and then, oh, there's a scheduling conflict. And, oh, somebody has to drop out. And, oh, somebody wants to change characters. And pretty soon it's gone. So, longest campaigns. If we go the whole span of, of my gaming experience, when I was in junior high and high school, I had a gaming group that we met every other weekend at somebody's house, and we played all Sunday. And when I say all Sunday, I mean from like, I don't know, it was probably about noon when we got together, and it was probably about 6 o'clock when we went home. Um, and we had a huge campaign. Like, we started legitimately first level and ended legitimately 9th, 11th, 12th level, depending on what your character class was, because this was old school first edition, all different experience points needed for different classes and all that jazz. Um, but that's, you know, we were kids. I don't know that I really count that so much anymore. As far as my adult experience, I would say the longest campaign I ever played was the Star Wars campaign that Thomas and I were part of at Castle Comics. Um, that campaign went on for two years. Uh, we completed, I want to say, uh, we started rotating Game Masters towards the end. I know I completed about five different adventures with the group, and then I want to say that Thomas completed maybe two or three, and uh, we had two other people that Game Mastered, and they each completed one. Um, so that, that was a pretty long session, a, a pretty long uh, campaign, I mean. Beyond that, uh, with Thomas and some of our friends, we had a campaign that lasted about a year. Um, and beyond that, we ran the, uh, so got to be specific here because there's a couple of them. We ran the West End Games DC Universe Superheroes game. Okay, it's a little different. There's also one, you know, there's obviously lots of different DC superhero games. There was one by Mayfair before that, and uh, I think Green Ronin had it after that. But, uh, so this was the one that was based on the hero dice that had the little Batman symbols and Superman symbols. Um, but it was more or less just a D6 game as a variant of the Star Wars rules, which were a variant of the Ghostbuster rules. But at any rate, that campaign, um, we had one that Thomas was involved in at the uh, comic shop, and it ran for about a half a year. And then I had one that I ran on my own that I think he was part of towards the end. I can't remember. But uh, basically, Saturday mornings, came to the shop and ran it. And then it switched, I think, to Sundays. Anyhow, you don't need the details, do you? Nah, you don't need them. Anyhow, point is, that that campaign, uh, it was in my own world. It didn't use the DC characters. We just uh, used the rules because, in my opinion, they're one of the best sets of uh, superhero rules out there. Uh, and I have played quite a few superhero games. Um, but at any rate, uh, that campaign, it ran about a year and a half. Uh, so it was pretty successful. A lot of different adventures there. I want to say uh, maybe eight complete adventures, which a lot of them were like four-parters, uh, four Sundays or four Saturdays, that is. Um, 
a lot of good times there. That's about all I got for your answer there, and we'll get uh, Thomas and Briggy to, to chime in on that as well next time we're all together. All right, that's been Mailbag. If you, and I know you do, if you have some questions for us, some statement on your own experiences and what we're talking about, if you have an adventure you want us to cover, if you have a rule set that you would like us to go through and give you our personal opinion on what works and what doesn't, please challenge us. Write us. Okay? It's very easy. This old dungeon at gmail.com. Now, when I say old, it's like the hillbilly old. Okay? No D there, just O L. This old dungeon at gmail.com. And let's go on to our main event. This old dungeon. All right, this will be pretty quick. For this old dungeon this week, uh, I want to do a quick review of Game Holcon. Kind of give you my opinion on it. Well, let's let's start with the fact that it was virtual. I had fully intended to go to the real thing this year, not happening, right? But the virtual event was wonderful. It was well-orchestrated, well-organized. Um, they did a very good job of putting together this amazing Discord channel where the games were separated out by game room. So you kind of clicked into the game room where your event was taking place, and boom, you're all connected. It still allowed for people to do the game using Roll20 or Fantasy Grounds or whatever. You, you could still do that, but you... The instructions for us game masters and for players were to meet there at the table and then go from there. And then ahead of time, the game master could also um, send messages to the players, giving them information that, hey, this will be roll 20. Go ahead and log on and look at these characters or whatever. Um, I challenge you, if you have not done a virtual game, go to Tabletop Events. Okay, That's a website that has all sorts of mostly virtual events, virtual cons going on. Get yourself registered for one. My goodness, folks. We're talking, a lot of them are like five bucks for a con, ten bucks for a con. And that's like a whole weekend of gaming. All right? If you've never virtually gamed, give it a try. Is it going to replace the real thing? No, sirree. But is it fun and does it give you that fix? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't ever want to do any gaming online, you know, back pre COVID. Uh, I don't like the technology side of things. I'm good with technology. I just I I like that person-to-person contact. I like games where you get to kind of like act out your character and do the voices and the crazy movements and all this. I like looking at the maps and 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 seeing how the game masters draw things and move things. And it I just was too shy about it. I didn't want to have to go learn Roll Twenty. I didn't have to want to you know worry about web cameras and microphones and this and that. Look, man. It is super simple. And there are so many different ways that people run games. Uh, for example, on Discord, when you sign up for that, it's really pretty basic. Uh, you click on the mic, and you can talk to people. You click on the video camera, and you can see them, and they can see you. Uh, if people you know, want their video to be seen. Uh, so you can play a whole game just kind of doing theater of the mind that way. Um, for myself, when I run games, I've found the best setup ever. I've got a professional Zoom account, which is pretty cheap. And uh, with that, I can have unlimited time. I can Zoom with anyone that wants to uh, be on the website or download the program. 
And uh, for Zoom, I, I use two different logons. I have one logon on my iPad and one logon on my computer. And then I set one of them up with a camera facing from above down on a map. And the other one's the camera facing me so that I can see the uh, players and they can see me. And by, I also, just a little tidbit on this, you're going to have to turn the sound off on one of your devices. Uh, otherwise, you get terrible, terrible feedback. But, uh, but anyway, uh, that gives me the option of moving things around on the map where the players can clearly see it. On their end, they can select the map and pin it to their screen, which is a, a term Zoom uh, uses to mean just like make it full screen. And it works really well. Uh, it makes it, It's probably, to, in my opinion, the closest thing to a real role-playing game online that you can get. Roll20 is beautiful. It has all these whistles and bells. Uh, I can't use it very well yet. I'm still kind of getting used to it. I'm clunky about getting the dice rolled and stuff like that. Um, with Zoom, I just tell people, hey, roll the dice. If you're going to cheat, just don't tell me so we can just play this game and have fun. Um, and most people are just good about that. They don't want to cheat. They want they want the story to take shape from the, the chaos of the dice and the narration anyhow. Give it a try. If you haven't ever virtually gamed, give it a try. You know, all you need, you need a computer with a camera, which most of you have. If not, you know, they're cheap. I, I got a new camera for my computer just because I wanted something I could move. Uh, and it was like 20 bucks. all right? Uh, I got a wireless headset, another 20 bucks. Okay, this is all off of eBay. You know, 40 bucks. I know in, in the pandemic, for some of you, that's a lot of money. But uh, for me, 40 bucks was a great investment to have two devices now that, that I can, uh, you know, get the most out of for gaming online. And uh, these conventions are just so daggone cheap, and there's so many options, so many games being played. So Gamehole Con, uh, a, lot of, a lot of people you know, a lot of people whose names are on those books behind you on that bookshelf of games, uh, they ran games at Gamehole Con. For myself, I got in on a uh, Call of Cthulhu game. I got in on a DCC game. Now get this. You know how ironic is this? Uh, it was Against the Giants. Uh, they, they took Against the Giants. They reformatted it using DCC rules and ran that. Uh, so before, I could tell you that I've read through Against the Giants, never played through them all. Now I can tell you I've played them. Um, and, and they are fun to play. I, I was very surprised. I thought that it would be a slog. And there were parts that were slogs. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of fun in just like trying to undermine this whole fortification built by these creatures that any one of them could take you out. And especially in DCC rules. Those of you that don't play DCC, one of its claim to fames are the crit charts. Uh, so different characters and different monsters have different levels of basically crit tables. So that uh, as you go higher in level or as you're facing some of these badder monsters... They roll and they have like chances to like instantly break your limbs or instantly kill you, and that can be pretty gruesome stuff. Giants being particularly one of the nastiest as far as crit tables go, uh, so that was fun. Um, Game Hole Con talked to a lot of people. Talked to uh, Sean over at uh, Gaming and BS. If you're not familiar with that podcast, well, what the hell are you doing here? Because man, that one's been out forever. It's won a lot of awards. Pretty fun. He, he was fun to talk to, uh, gave me a good good uh, insight to some of the stuff going on in his gaming group. Uh, he uh, let the cat out of the bag, I guess, Alex Kramer, who, you know, again, is the founder of Gamehole Con, one of the main players in it. Uh, I guess he was out fishing. Uh, you know, he was like, well, you know, the con's taking care of itself this year. I'm going to take a little vacay. Um, but uh, it was really fun talking to him. Uh, a lot of the people I talked to, I was asking kind of similar questions like, hey, you know, 
I'm not there in person. I wanted to be. What was it like being in there, there in person? What's the character of this convention? And I heard a lot of the same things from people. Uh, the number one thing being that this is a, a pretty family-friendly convention, that they go out of their way to make sure that, you know, everybody's behaving themselves and doing the right thing and that there are lots of events there that are fun for the whole family and uh, especially you know they, they had the trick-or-treat thing uh, last year where uh, kids could come in costume and the, the game tables were set up to, to hand out candy and all that um, and, and the game masters and, and uh, con attendees were encouraged to be in costume uh, they do lots of events this particular game hole virtual con uh, it was totally a nonprofit. Everything went to the uh, Extra Life uh, charity, you know, where they're they're trying to help kids with terminal diseases, and uh, that I think is just fantastic. The other thing that I got from people is that it's the kind of con where you know you, you go and you can play games solid, and they're great games that are being offered, but it's also one of those cons where a lot of people go just to hang out and talk. That uh, there's just a great after con, you know, late at night hang out at the bar, throw a few back and talk with people that you, you know, have always wanted to pick brains from, you know, the, you know, the, the, uh, oh, my mind just went totally blank, but, uh, you know, the, 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 the founders of the industry, the, uh, like the Steve Winters and the Alan Hammocks and the, uh, Merle Rasmutins and the, uh, you know, the, these, these folks that have written and, and, and created most of the games that you're playing, uh, they're there. They're accessible. They're, they're human beings. You know, after hours, you can approach them. Uh, and that's one of the things I was told. That, you know, this is a great con for hanging out and talking, which I don't apparently be able to do tonight. But uh, whatever. We'll keep continuing. So the other thing is that it is a con that really emphasizes a lot of older games. That if there's games you've always wanted to play but really aren't much in print anymore a lot of people run sessions of them they, they like to kind of you know give them a, a little bit of uh, rejuvenation at this con and you know resuscitate them and bring them back out of the the uh, mothballs and get them going again so that's another characteristic that you can count on for this con all right well there's not a lot more for me to say about that but uh, I do want to say we're going to skip geek credit this week it wouldn't be very fair of me to ask myself questions and get some extra points uh, we, we still have that contest going on. We'll be coming to the end of the year here, and somebody's going to have to pay up, maybe do the cream pie in the face thing. I don't know. Maybe that'll be one of our Facebook pictures we can throw up there for you. But before I sign off, I highly encourage you to go out, sign up for some conventions. I, myself, I'm going to be out there gaming at uh, Roleplay Con, which is uh, kind of a oh an offshoot of North Texas Con. That's available online. Super cheap tickets. I think it's like $1 per day or five dollars for all like 30 days it's like stretched all throughout november and december get on there find a game if you do hey shoot me a message on facebook there go to our facebook page shoot me a message i'll sign up for it if i can i'll game with you bro or uh what do you call a woman i don't say ho uh woman <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll game with you friends there we go uh Another one I'm signed up for, Upside Down Con. That's a Canadian convention, uh, the Impossible Realities Upside Down Con. Uh, that's just a little gaming weekend, but again, I think it's like $4, super cheap, lots of cool games going on there. And then we are approaching this next year, starting in January, you've got Evercon Online, uh, and that's a, a major one. So uh, I'm going to be part of that. Hopefully you will too. Again, if you're at any of these conventions or if you've got a convention going on, shoot it out to us. 
Facebook, uh, the This Old Dungeon Gmail account. Shoot it out to us. We'll announce it. We'll talk with you. Maybe we can meet you there online. Uh, until then, great gaming. Game on. Have some fun. Uh, we, we really cherish you guys and gals out there. Thank you for writing us. Thank you for supporting us. And we'll talk with you soon. This old dungeon is copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Opinions expressed on the show are those of the show's host and guests. It may not reflect the reality you're living. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will nope, wrong script. Anyhow, folks, enjoy your day.